Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 2nd of July 2021, including Amazon Prime Sci-Fi, The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt, and Fear Street, a new and terrifying trilogy of chillers on Netflix. And we'll also be talking about Alibi's conspiracy thriller Limetown, starring the amazing Jessica Biel, and taking a trip down memory lane as classic sitcom The Golden Girls arrives on Disney+, Plus, which is very exciting. But first, Ian, what is in the news? I don't know if you're an Irvin Welsh fan, the writer of Train Spotting, among other things. His novel Crime... Uh, is being adapted for BritBox, and that is going to star Mission Impossible's Dugray Scott. Um, and I had a chat with him about that this week, and it looks very, very good. What else is in the news, Hannah? Mm, that does sound exciting. Well, equally as exciting, and in my world, for me anyway, Lily James, a really different part for her. She'll be starring alongside Sebastian Stan in Disney Plus's biopic series, Pam and Tommy. So that is actually Pamela Anderson there, in case you uh, wondered. It, it sort of tracks their volatile relationship. I, it's a really unusual part for Lily James to have taken, I think, but probably pushes her in a, you know, breaks the mould. Well, we've got a bit of everything this week. We've got some sci-fi, we've got some horror, uh, we've got some comedy. So we're going to kick off with Fear Street, which is a trilogy of scary stories on Netflix. Here is a clip. Shadyside, a history of horror has earned it the nickname Killer Capital USA. Daphne knows. These massacres happen in Shadyside over and over. You were the only person who survived. How do we end this? You have to go back to where it all started. 1666. So this unusually is going to be released week by week. So you can't binge watch them all in one hit. You have to wait for each instalment to be released over three weeks. Each episode is set in a different time. So the first is in 1994, the second is in 1978, and the third is way back in 1666. And it's set in this Ohio town of Shadyside, which for three centuries has been cursed by these uh, terrible crimes where people become possessed and uh, go on a sort of killing rampage. And the setup is that these teenagers realise that they're about to become the next victims of this terrible curse. <laughs> and so they decide they need to kind of go back to the to the very beginning, how it all started, and, and see if they can sort of turn the tide, change the course of history. And it's connected to a sort of a witch trial back in 1666. So it's a combination, really, of... It's got a sort of slasher movie vibe, definitely, uh, but also a bit of sort of occult, supernatural stuff going on as well. It has got one of the young stars of Stranger Things, Maya Hawke, who she played the, the red-headed skateboarding girl who joined the gang. And the director has definitely drawn on some popular horror films so for the 90s one you will definitely feel the influence of scream the scream franchise for the 70s one 
definitely Friday the 13th. Uh, it's, it's about this sort of summer camp. Films like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. And the third one, which is set in the 17th century, apparently was inspired by Terence Malick's The New World. So I like this. I mean, I suppose because it had the Stranger Things star in it. It did. The retro stuff did slightly remind me of Stranger Things. It's definitely got shocks. It is very scary, but it also has humour. And I think I think horror fans will enjoy the nods to these classic slasher movies from times gone by. Is this? Uh, do you like the horror? Is this something you would watch? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I mean, I, I think I used to love horror films much more when I was younger, which makes me feel really old. But um, you see, you sort of kind of you made a thing of it, didn't you, on a Friday night when your friends would come around and you really terrify yourself. Um, I don't try and do that anymore. But this isn't one of those, is it? It's very much. Um, this is the kind of horror that I can deal with where it has that comedic side to it which makes it frankly palatable (laughs) Um, and brings me back into the real world this is not true it's okay Hannah you can sleep tonight and not look under your bed it's fine Um, so yeah I think I think it is it's I I actually for me yeah it's one for me because I think it is say that humor um, brings it to life and also the fact that kind of the hard hitting um, thrillers yeah they, they play with my mind these days I'm afraid Okay, well, something something slightly different uh, over on Amazon. It's a sci-fi film called The Tomorrow War, and you're going to tell us all about it. I am. So The Tomorrow War, Amazon Prime video, and this we, we touched on this last week. It's got Chris Pratt, and I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's really, really action-packed. So he plays the role um, as a family man, high school teacher, and turns out to be a complete action hero, which is exactly what Chris Pratt is, frankly. Um, and he travels to the future to join a battle against aliens threatening the world. And um, it's it's kind of... Um, I think there's lots of sci-fi films around, clearly, obviously, and a lot at the moment. But this is a little bit different, I think, because... You see this very real, normal family um, and his wife, Emmy, is played by Betty Gilpin and you see their family units. He's got a daughter, a very normal, regular sort of family and this crazy thing happens and he wants to uh, go to war, go to fight, go to the future because he wants to save his young daughter. So it's kind of like parallel universes almost colliding. So... The whole action, I suppose, kicks off uh, because a group of time travellers and they come from the year 2051. I mean, can you even imagine what's going on in the world there? Um, And they've got a really terrifying message. And they they tell uh, the world, as it is now today, that um, the world will be losing a global war against a deadly alien species. And there you have it. That's the premise of this, where they have to go and make sure that that will change the future, basically. Um, let's have a listen to a clip, but I, I, think, I think you'll like it. We are fighting a war 30 years in the future. Is this a joke? Our enemy is not human. We need you to fight. I got drafted. I will be back. It's such a great premise, and it's it's slightly reminiscent of the idea behind the Terminator. In that, so in that there was a war. In this case, it was against the machines going on in the future, and people travelled back in time to try and prevent it. 
So it's such a brilliant idea. In fact, they, they, these time travellers arrive in the middle of a football tournament, which is rather <laughs> appropriate. They arrive on the pitch. So, yeah, they basically they turn up and say, you know, we're going to draft lots of people to to travel forward in time to help us win this war. So it's a really clever idea. What I like about Pratt is, because obviously he started in a comedy, didn't he? Parks and Recreation was, I suppose, his first big role. But then... He did Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's done the, the, some Jurassic Park films, hasn't he? So he can do the action stuff, but he has also got a very good comic delivery, so he can kind of undercut it with with the line here or there. So it's also got uh, one of our favourites, who we often name-check, uh, J.K. Simmons from Whiplash and Spider-Man. He plays Dan's estranged father, and basically, Dan, initially, he doesn't want to go, well, unsurprisingly. So he tries to get his dad to... There's this, there's this gizmo that you get strapped on your arm that helps you jump through time. And he wants his dad to, to help him remove it because he's an engineer. So, yeah, I think um, it's good to see Chris taking on the aliens again. I mean, there is, unsurprisingly, there's a lot of CGI going on. Uh, so not everyone is hugely keen on that. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a really exciting, high-concept, uh, full-blown, action-packed sci-fi, and I like it. Speaking of uh, time-travelling, Hannah, we're going back in time now because, because uh, coming to Disney+, Plus, uh, the classic sitcom The Golden Girls, all episodes are there for you to enjoy. So let's just remind ourselves of what a great show it was. You can ask me all the questions you want. You'll never break me. So you're not in love with this Eddie guy? Oh, no, Ma. Then why are you spending all your time with him? Eddie's a love machine? (laughs) I'm sorry, Dorothy. I held out as long as I could. So I don't know if you're familiar with this one, Hannah, because obviously you're considerably younger than I am. So this aired originally from the mid-80s to the early 90s, so it had quite a long run, uh, 180 episodes. The Golden Girls is about four older women who are friends and they live together in Miami. (laughs) And the characters, I think the characters are great. So the house is owned by a widow called Blanche, who's a, a kind of southern bland. She's a real, she's sort of the real sexy one. And then there's uh, Rose, is who sort of grew up in the country. And th- there's a lot of jokes about that she's a bit dim, she's a bit slow on the uptake. There's Dorothy, who's a divorcee, who is very kind of cynical. She's got the really deep, husky voice. And then, for a lot of people's favourites, uh, Dorothy's mum, who moves in when her retirement home um, burns down. So I kind of think with this one, I mean, it was a great show in its day. It'd be interesting to see how well it's aged because it does come from that era of comedy where a lot of the jokes are delivered light punchlines and there's a quite a prominent kind of laugh track as well. Um, But it's a great script. They are terrific characters. I mean, it was, you know, it was quite... A new enterprise in there, you know, it was, it was all about much older women, which was great to see. Interestingly, well, I think it's interesting, you can keep an eye out for all these uh, stars of today who first appeared on this show, and they include George Clooney, he, he crops up as an undercover police officer, Quentin Tarantino, 
Yeah, he played an Elvis impersonator. Lots of others. Uh, Burt Reynolds crops up. Bob Hope, Sonny Bono. Leslie Nielsen turns up and he marries Dorothy right at the end. Spoiler alert. Lots of familiar faces. I mean, it's a nostalgic treat for people who, like myself, who did used to watch it. It was a really popular show. But if you are not aware of it, I would say it's worth checking out. It's a real family-friendly show. And I think it's one of those shows, a bit like Friends, where everyone picks one of the characters that they think they are like. Now, do you you know this one, Hannah? And if so, which character are you like? Well, do you know what? Our friends, yeah, I can tell you. But with the Golden Girls, you're quite right. It is slightly before my time. But obviously, for for the purposes of this, I had a little look back. and I think you're right. I think you you said exactly what I was going to say, which is this is a nostalgic piece for a lot of people. And looking back at it, because it has aged, it has dated, but it still works, doesn't it? I mean, it still it still hits all the right notes. It's just it's just a bit dated. And I was kind of doing a bit of homework on it and, and, and looking at it. And um, I've got some some fun facts for you. Um, because Ooh, good. each of the we four, <laughs> I know you do. Each of the four stars received an Emmy Award, making it one of only four sitcoms in the awards history to achieve this. Meanwhile, over on Alibi, we have a new sci-fi series called Limetown. Hannah, tell us more. We do. We can't move for sci-fi, frankly, this week. Um, <laughs> we really can't. This has um, Jessica Biel who is also in The Sinner, um, and I do like Jessica Biel very much. Um, and she plays the part of an American radio journalist, and she's desperate to solve a, a very sort of... Well, it's, it's, a, it's a mystery that... Well, it's clearly a mystery because nobody's found out what's actually gone on, but it's a supernatural mystery. So if you don't like supernatural things, this is not for you. But this is actually quite scary. It's really quite tense. It's based in the USA in, in a, a small town, Limetown. Um, and she leads the cast, playing the part of Leah Haddock. And uh, she wants to investigate the disappearance of her uncle called Emil. And he was he just disappeared 15 years earlier, but he wasn't the only person. He was among hundreds of people who vanished from Limetown in Tennessee. And so the more you find out, perhaps the less you want to know and the more you want to pretend that it didn't ever happen and bury your head in the sand. And that's perhaps why it's still a mystery. Let's have a listen to a clip, but I'm quite haunted. The first time most people heard about Limetown was on the night of February 8th, 2004. This is a dream. 911, what's your emergency? We need emergency services in Limetown. 17 minutes later, first responders arrived at the Limetown gates. They found that 326 people had vanished. So, Ian, I think this is probably slightly more up your street. I mean, for me, it, it's excellent. I do, I do think it's very good, but I, it's quite, it, it messes with your mind a bit, doesn't it? And I think that it is, it's jumpy. So we talked about horror films earlier. This made me jump a bit, um, and and the, yeah, and there's sort of. There's sort of areas where you think, and it's bang, there you are, jump out your skin, um, and it all happens. But I think Jessica Beale plays the part really well. She really embraces it, and you can just see her being really frantic, battling against something she really wants to find out and unearth the truth over, versus the um, idea of what she might uncover and what that might mean for her. Because, of course, if you know something, perhaps you're not as safe as you were when you didn't know. Well, I like the fact that it's based on a podcast. This is good news. Jessica Beale, 
of course, Justin Timberlake's other half, isn't she? So I, again, as with the Tomorrow War, I think this is a great premise, this idea that this, this whole community of hundreds of people, they all mysteriously disappeared, including, as you say, uh, Leah's uncle, played by the wonderful Stanley Tucci, who we see in flashback. We, we do see in flashback what happened that day that they discovered everyone had vanished and, and that this research facility that had been set up as an experiment. Suddenly all these security guards were at the gates and wouldn't let anyone in and eventually when they did let everyone in, there was nobody there. Um, but they did discover that the skeleton of the guy who, the, 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 the Dr. Totem who had set up the community and then they also discovered that there are these there's a network of caves running under the town and beyond. So it's a brilliant setup. I hope that, as with sort of shows like Lost, that it's not ultimately going to disappoint because I really am. I'm just thinking, yeah, what did happen? This is fascinating. What's what I found slightly odd was that when Leah says to her boss, I, I want to investigate this story i want to you know look into it again her boss says oh no one's interested in that anymore and i mean you know hundreds of people vanished without a trace you'd think people still would be but anyway that's by the by you were saying it's scary so the beginning of episode one is very frightening when someone is sort of hammering on her front door and sort of screaming and howling and, and giving her this warning that's really frightening um and then yeah so she gets a lead in episode one that will push the investigation onto the next level so yeah i think um a sort of x-filesy style quite intriguing premise to that one i'll cut to the chase what have you been binging on apart from uh, the euros well obviously that's been in the background of my life um but clarkson's farm hmm. um i know we've talked about it but it is uh, it, it, it is fun <laughs> it is good did you hear about the carnage that uh, happened down there because lots of people lots of fans um, decided to go down to try and buy, buy produce from the oh, farm, really? of course. To the farm shop? Yeah, oh. caused utter chaos. So there's a bit of information for you. <laughs> um, and I also stumbled across something that's only it's only a small video, actually. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, and it's called um, Attention, Please. And it's about um, looking at why children are labelled and why they have labels such as ADHD. And it's a, a guy who's at the forefront oh. of... Uh, changing kind of a view on that which is labeling the issue rather than the child with more children than ever being diagnosed with adhd or autism or whatever it might be excellent well uh, let joy be unconfined my favorite animation rick and morty is back on e4 so i've just been i've been binge watching the same episodes <laughs> over and over again because obviously they're coming out weekly i've got two films to recommend for you on netflix blue ruin which is drawn comparisons with early Cohen Brothers. There Will Be Blood, uh, also on Netflix, with Daniel Day-Lewis as an oil prospector. And I don't know if you've seen it, but of course on the BBC iPlayer, there's that great prison drama, Time, starring Sean Bean and Stephen Graham. Now we've just got time to look ahead to what we will be looking at next week. So what is on the agenda? Well, Scarlett Johansson will be making her final appearance as Natasha Romanoff. Romanoff? Romanoff? The femme fatale action hero in the much-anticipated new Marvel movie Black Widow. Interesting, because she recently was quoted as being rather unhappy with the sexist portrayal of Natasha, wasn't she? Mm. We'll, we'll, yes. we'll get back to that next week. Yes. We will also be looking at Monsters at Work, in which Billy Crystal and John Goodman return as the voices of scary monsters Sully and Mike 
for a Disney Plus animated spin-off series. So we look forward to those. Can't wait. But in the meantime... Watching.